If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. Sonoma County health officials lifted the indoor mask mandate for some vaccinated groups. So individuals will no longer be required to wear masks in indoor settings, such as college classes, offices, or religious gatherings, if all are vaccinated. The change only applies to groups of 100 people or fewer who meet regularly in a location that is not accessible to the public. Sonoma County Health Officer Dr. Sandari May said, quote, given that our case rate is now on the decline, it makes sense to loosen the requirement for certain stable groups of fully vaccinated people, end quote. So businesses and organizations affected by the mandate's exemption can continue requiring everyone to wear masks, regardless of vaccination status, and it all depends if they choose to say so. So it depends business to business, organization to organization. So that's a big day here in Sonoma County. A film crew member has passed away and another was injured after actor Alec Baldwin discharged a prop firearm on the set of the movie Rust in New Mexico on Thursday. It's absolute tragedy. The director of photography, Helena Hutchins, she was 42 years old, was transferred to the hospital via helicopter and pronounced dead by medical personnel at the University of Mexico Hospital. Director Joel Souza, 48, was transported to Christa St. Vincent Regional Medical Center by ambulance for care, but new details have emerged that he is out of the hospital and recovering. Now, detectives are investigating this situation, and this is actually the 43rd fatal accident on U.S. film set since 1990. Wow. Um, so we're just really thinking about Helena's family. We're thinking about Joel and hope that he recovers well. And we're just thinking about everyone that was on this movie set and is affected by this tragedy. The Country Music Association has set the nominees for the 55th annual CMAs. So reigning entertainer of the year, the chief, Eric Church, is tied for the most nominations at five at the upcoming CMAs alongside Chris Stapleton, who will compete for the night's biggest honor as well. Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert, and Carrie Underwood round out this year's contenders for Entertainer of the Year. Female vocalist nominee Gabby Barrett has four nominations, while brothers Osborne, Kane Brown, Luke Combs, Miranda, Ashley McBride, Mayor Morse, and Chris Young all have three. The CMAs will be hosted by Luke Bryan this year, November 10th in Nashville, Tennessee. All the things, all morning. Oh, literally, makes me laugh. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Your music all day. It's what I listen to all day. Froggy 92.9. When were you stranded? On the phone right now is Sharon from Guerneville. Worst place, I guess, would be my father-in-law left his keys in his car one time, and his car was stolen. Oh. We called the cops and filed a report, and they went and tried to find the car, and they found it like three days later, and it only had one tire left on it. Ugh. That is an awful situation to be stranded. And uh, I'm just shaking my head. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> so yesterday, Amber and I were at Artemetica for their open house, and we had such a great time yesterday. It was fun. It was awesome. And my girlfriend gave me a ride there. I just didn't feel like driving yesterday. And Amber, that ended up being a big mistake. Yeah, why? Well, I left, walked outside, gave her a call, went to voicemail, gave her a second call, went to voicemail, went and a third call went to voicemail. So I said, you know what? It's not raining that hard. I, I think I can walk it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I make it about three blocks in like rain, it's man. Like rain. It started pouring rain. 
It started pouring rain. By pouring rain, I mean those those rain pellets were thick. Like like Forrest Gump in Vietnam. It was literally exactly <laughs> like that. The rain was going sideways, and rather than being strand not stranded, I guess isn't the right right word for automatic. Rather than being you know stuck somewhere, I decided to walk it, and it did not pay off whatsoever. And I have never been that soaking wet in my entire life. I mean, I assumed you'd be used to this considering you come from, like, the rainiest state in the planet. I think that's the case, <laughs> but I didn't dress appropriately for the rain. Mm. I was wearing a non-raincoat with a hat, and my hat was literally, like, dripping water. And that, that was... Like, I've lived in rainy places, but it was nothing like that rain yesterday. Also, let me clarify. There was nothing I could do for Tanner. I actually had no idea this was happening because I was stuck in a cool sculpting room under, like, a piece of machinery. (laughs) This is the first time you're hearing about this. And uh, so she ended up picking me up, uh, but I was already at my apartment, basically. Amber, have you ever been stranded somewhere? Yeah. um, So I was stranded at a school in high school across the state after I had a basketball game and my parents were like, we're going to come watch you play. We're going to travel and see you. But the basketball game was over. Parents were nowhere to be found. I tried calling them. I got so panicked and worried. Luckily, the boys game was going on. And if I anything could have taken the bus back to school so it wasn't like completely stranded but i was just like outside (laughs) waiting for my parents for hours and come to find out when they finally got there they went to the school westminster in atlanta i was at the school westminster in augusta jeez it's never fun being stranded no amber and tanner want to know what you think give them a call right now 636-1-HOP 636-1467 Nobody has more Sonoma County on the radio than Froggy 92.9 Okay, here's the scenario You can play only one song for an extraterrestrial who just landed on Earth What tune would you pick? I found this on the very hipster website Pigeons and Planes (laughs) Very hipster They presented (laughs) it The following scenario, an alien lands on Earth, wants to hear the best song in the history of music. What song are you playing? Now, they got a lot of responses, and we've got three of the more interesting suggestions. Some are serious and some less so. Starts with Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. Which is not a bad option. And then it goes to Pyramids by Frank Ocean, which... I've actually never heard that song. It's a great song. Okay. You would like it. And then Never Gonna Give You Up, Rick Astley. I'm actually pretty shocked by that <laughs> one. But it explains American history and how we get rickrolled all the time. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, so Tanner, if you could play a song, one song for an alien or an extraterrestrial, what would it be? This is a little too on the nose, I think, but I do think it's perfect. Space Oddity from David Bowie. This is ground control to Major Tom. Why? It's ground control to Major Tom. It's space oddity. We have aliens coming in from outer space. It just really, when I think about extraterrestrials coming to our land, I think that song would pick, would be the perfect song for the background. I just imagine the spaceship coming in, that song's coming off, David Bowie comes back to life. Crazy times. He's the one driving the spaceship. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy? um, You know, it wouldn't be. It really wouldn't be that crazy to me. Well, um, personally, I would pick Aretha's, Aretha Franklin's Respect. R-E-S-B-C-T, find out what it means to me. R-E-S-B-C-T, find out what it means to me. 
So not only is this one of the greatest songs of all time, but it's passionate. It's fun. Every American knows it. Hey. I think the aliens would dance to it. Welcome to Earth. And also, I think I'd want the aliens to show us a little bit of respect when they come down here. Yeah, they Just better. Like, hey, don't <laughs> don't take over our planet, please. Yeah, please don't. We would prefer <laughs> if you didn't do that. But I understand we have someone on the phone right now. Yes, Tim from Rotor Park. What song would you play for the aliens or the extraterrestrials? Doja Cat Say So. Didn't even notice the punches that the roll with. You gotta keep it focused. <laughs> you wanna say so. People usually say when they hear my singing, they're usually surprised first <laughs> off, and they usually end up saying that I can carry a tune yeah. really well. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Halloween is here. Halloween is a night for evil. Halloween is Satan's night. You're the scariest man I know. For one night, you can be anyone you want. And I am still trying to decide on my costume. The number one Halloween costume this year are the Squid Game suits from the Netflix show. But what is the best Halloween costume that you have ever had? Dan from Dan and Shay shared his. My best Halloween costume was when I was dressed up with my buddies Shay and Pete Tracy. We dressed up as the three monkey emojis from the iPhone. Uh, the one with the eyes closed and the one with his ears closed and uh, the three monkey emojis. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. That's my three. That's my best Halloween costume. That's a pretty good Halloween costume. That's cute. I don't know if it's the best ever, but it's definitely up there. I mean, for, for them, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like they worked really hard on it and we're really proud of that. Amber, what is the best Halloween costume that you have ever had? I It's definitely the most elaborate and it required a lot of work, but I was the Hot Mess Express one year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back in 2018, I dressed up as the Hot Mess Express because that was the name of my podcast at the time. And I built a train with cardboard and painted it and it was just an entire project i stayed up all night and then i dressed like a captain and then i put the train over my body hilarious and it was it it was great i love homemade costumes i think those are so fun and i think they're so creative uh my best costume that i've ever had it wasn't a homemade costume but there's a picture of me from when i was a kid dressed up as woody from toy story but for some reason i had a painted on mustache on oh you love that i love that (laughs) and i love it so much because woody never had a mustache so last year what i decided to do is once again dress up as woody and i painted on a mustache and i think that is the best halloween costume i've ever had simply because i've never had a good halloween costume before well you've got time it's never too late tanner (laughs) yeah amber and tanner in the morning the only way to wake up helps you wake up and you get moving keeps me energized on froggy 92.9 it's wine o'clock somewhere so pour yourself a glass it's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. The FBI has confirmed that the human remains found in a North Point, Florida park Wednesday are those of Brian Laundry. Now, federal agents announced that they had ID'd Brian's body using dental records. Brian was found at the Mayakahachi Creek Environmental Park after his parents assisted the search leading investigators to a trail they knew their son frequented. So Brian Laundry, if you didn't know, was a purchase of 
in- per, sorry, person of interest in the death of travel blogger Gabby Petito back in September. Now, Gabby's parents began worrying about her when Ryan Laundry returned from their cross-country road trip without her back in September. He refused to speak to investigators on Gabby's whereabouts and that he disappeared on September 14th. Now, they claimed that Brian was extremely upset when he left the home and his dad says he tried to stop him, but he failed. And Brian's dad, Chris, is claiming that Brian was so determined and that there was nothing he could do to stop Brian from leaving. And I think the most interesting part of this conversation is whether Brian's parents will reach out to Gabby's family and offer condolences and discuss what will happen. And I highly doubt it because Brian's parents didn't has they have never cooperated until now. They did not cooperate initially. And it's very strange and upsetting. Just the set of circumstances all around is upsetting. And the whole thing just does not sit right with me. It never did. It never has. And now I'm upset because I feel like Gabby's family will probably never get closure. And Brian was obviously a troubled and a troubled kid and needed help early on and never got it. And unfortunately, Gabby suffered from it. She was a kind and trusting soul. You could tell from her blog and, you know, her Instagram. Uh, but Tabitha from Sebastopol says, this is just so tragic. I feel for Gabby's family who will now never get the answers to the questions that torment them. They will have to live with the unknown now. Brenda from Santa Rosa says, I wanted him to go to prison and suffer the rest of his life behind bars. Cheryl from Windsor says, this is now going to be a forever mystery. These were children that were loved by their families and it's time for everyone to step back and let these families grieve. Now, Cheryl does make a good point, but it's probably also necessary to say that this is an ongoing case, an ongoing investigation and new details will continue to emerge. But what are your thoughts on all this? Call right now. Amber and Tanner want to know what you think. Give them a call right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. Nobody has more Sonoma County on the radio than Froggy 92.9. Headline in a haystack. Tannery's headlines. Amber tells us which one is a lie. Because it's headline in a haystack. Three headlines. Amber has to identify which one is real. So... Yeah, it works like that. And her record is 57 wins and 58 losses. I did so bad yesterday. I didn't even get it at all. Not even on my second try. (laughs) Well, let's see if we can. Sorry, Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what day it is. What's today? Uh, Today's Friday. Wow. All the days are blending together. Great. Let's see if you can (laughs) even out the score today. Here's headline number one. Braided Beard Festival kicks off in Portland. Headline number two, Karen's Diner opens with rude staff and poor service. And headline number three, Club Fear of Missing Out opens for millennials who hate partying. All right, let me think. All these are uh, very likely to happen. Mm -hmm. They are very up to date. But for some reason, I'm going to go with the Braided Beard Festival in Portland. Amber, I'm so sorry. (sighs) That is not the headline in a haystack. You want to take another stab at it? No. No, you don't? I do. Okay, um, I'm going with... Oh, I'm so nervous. Um, Karen's Diner. That is absolutely the headline in a haystack. Oh, man. 
Okay, didn't tell get, me more about this diner. Well, you didn't get the points, but you got the pride points. And Karen's Diner just opened in Sydney, Australia, where rude staff and poor service are promised to allow diners to vent their anger while getting the thrill of complaining. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it's a recent take on emergence of the Karen meme, which refers to middle class entitled white women who love to complain. And the diners are dared. To ask for the manager. Ooh. <laughs> I kind of want to go to this place. This Let's sounds go. like fun. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Every morning. In the country. On Froggy 92.9. So I saw a video that a friend posted on Instagram yesterday about the house of realistic horrors. You know, which were things like student loans, global warming. You know, stuff that's real instead of like spooky monsters. Yeah, uh, rather than spooky monsters, kids jumping out of your TV, it's real (laughs) life. So I thought it would be fun to share things that are in our house of realistic horrors. So Tanner, what would be those four things in your house of realistic horrors? You got to pick four. Well, in Santa Rosa, 95 snakes were under someone's house. So I'm going to put snakes on the list. At number two, styrofoam. I absolutely hate styrofoam. Uh, I have to leave the room when I get packages sometimes. At number three, mashed potatoes. They absolutely disgust and horrify me. And at number number four, having an incorrect password. (laughs) Nothing worse than when you're trying to log into Netflix. Oh, the horror! (laughs) I... I'm surprised by that last one, but the other ones I'm not surprised by. Yeah, it's pretty spot on. Ma- mashed potatoes, they're Ooh. just like coming at you. People are forcing you to eat them. Thanksgiving. Every oh, corner. That is my worst nightmare. You're at Thanksgiving and grandma's like, take it down, What about you, Amber? What are your four realistic horrors? Uh, mine are kind of silly as well. Uh, we're going to start off with wet paper. I hate the feeling of wet paper, especially like straw paper for, for some reason. I didn't know that about yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because it never happens. Um, after that, it's missed credit card payments. Oh, man. Uh, this one's probably obvious, but having to make appointments over the phone. And finally, $500 vet bills. Can you imagine? The horror. The shock. Ah! And that's how you miss your credit card payments. <laughs> All right. So if you would like to share things that would be in your house of realistic horrors, call us right now. 636-1467. Amber and Tanner in the morning. In the morning. Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're talking to Isaac about his Toyota Corolla. It has a ton of bumper stickers and Barry Martindale has a problem with it. Hello? Hi, is this Isaac? Uh, yep. Who is this? Isaac, my name is Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services. Today I'm calling you about your Toyota Corolla. Uh, yeah. Oh, what about it? It's not for sale. Uh, well, I I understand you're someone who has a lot of bumper stickers on your car. Uh, yeah, I do. One of your neighbors tipped me off that you have way too many bumper stickers. Were you aware that in Sonoma County, you're only allowed to have 10 on your vehicle? Wait, what do you mean tipped you off? And, and no, I didn't know. That's crazy. He no, I didn't know any rules. Your neighbor let me know that you are in bumper sticker violation. I went to your home and I counted the amount of bumper stickers and you have a total of 43. Uh, my, How did you get my home address? 
I have resources. I'm a lawyer, you know? I don't think that's a real rule. That doesn't sound right. Well, I just want to say the bumper stickers are extremely distracting. They are a safety hazard at this time, and it doesn't make you more interesting. Uh, they're not blocking all the windows. I can still see when I drive. I don't see what's possible. So what I have for you is that's a total of 33 bumper stickers that we are going to fine you for. So right now, Isaac, you owe Sonoma County $3,300. $3,000? What do you mean $3,000? That doesn't make any sense. You're in violation. How would I know about this? That's outrageous. I'm not going to pay that fine at all. We, we can take you to civil court if you'd like, and we can figure this out. I, I don't think you're going to be able to sue me over bumper stickers on my own car that I own. That doesn't make any sense. Well, if you're refusing to pay the county of Sonoma what you owe them, then we got to take you to court. Then it sounds like the county, if they're so concerned with my bumper stickers, they should try that. You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the Morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. Uh Listen to Amber and Tanner in the Morning every weekday at 7.55 for the Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. When it comes to scary movies, it is not my thing. I am terrified of scary movies. I have never watched scary movies my entire life. So that's why we created four weeks of horror and terror. Wait, so why did we create that? Basically to give myself a heart attack. (laughs) Because you've never watched the movies? Why, did I not explain that well? No, I'm just saying, like... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Continue. Oh, thank you. So basically what's going down is every week this month, Amber has assigned me a scary movie to watch. I watch it. I have a heart attack and report on my findings. (laughs) That's a joke I was trying to make. Oh, I see. Sorry, like you want to do this because you want to have a heart attack? That went... <laughs> Sounds great. That went whew, right over my head. Uh, Amber, what was this week's movie? It was The Ring. And you texted me last night something that I thought was pretty funny about the movie. <laughs> I said The Ring was not even funny. Or not funny. It wasn't scary or anything. It was nothing? It was nothing. Okay, well, tell me what you really thought about it. Okay, so I just want to say when I hear this. Seven days. I don't go. It doesn't scare me at all. I don't get the hype. I don't get why everyone thinks the ring is so scary. Honestly, it just felt more like a thriller to me. And maybe because okay. I didn't have jump scares or anything like that. That's why I didn't think it was that f- that scary. Okay. The creepy girl crawling out of the TV didn't creep you out or anything? I don't think so. I think because the movie was also made in 2002, it didn't look realistic whatsoever. And so I think that was a big reason. When she crawled out of the TV... At the very end, I laughed. I went, that is ridiculous. It's so scary to me still. Yeah. And I don't know <laughs> if you. So scary. I, I don't know if you had this experience when you watched The Ring, but I felt so sad in the movie for the little girl. Yeah. It's, it's a very like tormented spirit type movie. And. <laughs> I guess I was like, I was 11 years old when it came out, so it terrified me, you know? Yeah, and honestly, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't have that experience. I watched and I was like, you know what? Maybe scary movies aren't so bad at all, but I'm also the guy that walked out of Disney's The Haunted Mansion because I was too scared. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Eddie Murphy is terrifying, Uh, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, scary. (laughs) Amber and Tanner in the morning. So there has been a mystery 
in our office. It's the mystery of who is turning the light off in mine and Tanner's office. So Tanner, I don't know if you remember this, but we had a meeting one day with Dano specifically. We came back and our light was off. Yeah. I was like, who keeps like coming into our office, turning the light off (laughs) and then leaving. And it's been happening for a really long time. And I'm just like, okay, maybe we're trying to save money on energy. That's fine. But it got to the point where I was just like stepping out for two seconds to maybe like throw something away in the trash can and the light would be off. Yeah, it's it's so funny because it's like someone has a radar on the light in our office. And yeah. they're like, Amber and Tanner left their light on and like sprints across the building. And it's not automatic or anything. It's not motion sensor. It's a physical switch. Yeah. So the other day, I was walking out of our office. You were sitting in there and I turned the light off while you were sitting in there. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. The culprit is me. Oh, I've been doing it. (laughs) I have been doing it instinctively. Just every time I walk out the door, I'm clicking the switch, and it's so automatic that I don't even know I'm doing it. You know, I do think that makes so much sense. I do think it's a good thing, though, because you are someone that's energy conscious. But But how do I not know that? How did you not know that you were turning off the light? All of this time. I, I I have no idea. I had the Eureka moment yesterday. Even when I turned the light off when you were sitting in the office, it still didn't register to me. Yeah, because you did it and I turned around and I went, <laughs> hey, I'm still in here. <laughs> no, it was like, I'm so sorry. And what's funny about all this is because my brother used to do it. I would be in the shower and he'd come in there to like use the bathroom because we had to share a bathroom. It's just something that happened. Yeah. And he would turn the light off while I was in the shower and I'd be like, Brandon! (laughs) And then I'm here I am. I'm doing it. What's funny is for I'm the culprit. For years now, we've been saying, who keeps doing this? We had no idea in this whole time it was you. It was me. (laughs) Amber and Tanner in the morning. Wake up every day here. Waking you up. Every morning on Froggy 92.9. In case you missed what Pumpkin Gate is, this is what happened earlier this week. Left for work this morning, and there was a note on my door. And I'm going to read you what the note said, because this is ridiculous. The note said, and it was handwritten, by the way, Pumpkins are not allowed on the premises. You must throw them away at your earliest earliest convenience. Thanks. (laughs) What? (laughs) I have never... She doesn't and like you. She just doesn't like you. That's what I'm... I don't know what I did uh, to talk, deserve this. Talked about her on the radio. So now here we are. Apparently it's Christmas today because What my, is happening? I don't know. Buttons are firing off all over the place. Stop Our computer's jacked up. Well, no, I'm not going to stop it because I am feeling festive and <laughs> I am feeling victorious today because my pumpkins are still on my front door. All right. I'm feeling great. And uh, the reason why <laughs> there is <we> go. <laughs> because I had a conversation with my landlord uh, yesterday. And Amber, I did the thing, and you've seen me do this before. I got really pumped up, and I was like, I'm about to tell my landlord how it is. How I'm going to demand my pumpkins are going to be just fine, and it's not bothering anybody. Knocked on her door. She opened the door, and I went, hey, how you doing? Hey, so about the note on your door, and I just wasn't confrontational at all about it. And so basically, talked to my landlord and I told her, I was like, look, I don't think having pumpkins is that big of a deal. I see that people have gardens in front of their front door. Yeah. And she was like, you know, Tanner, you are 
a really, really quiet tenant. You always pay your rent on time. I'm going to let you keep your pumpkins. And so I'm victorious today. Wow. I'm feeling great today. I did not expect that conversation to go that well at all. But I'm proud to say, Pumpkin Gate, the case is officially closed. Are you sure? I think so, at Who least. Who knows what's next? I don't know. You well, might put out your Christmas decorations and she might hate that, too. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently you just want it to be a Christmas. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9. And it's a great day to be alive. Every Friday, we do this thing that we call great day to be alive friday it's basically us just complaining about things that happened to us through the week but as tanner liked to say we like to wash ourselves and baptize us for the week <laughs> and that's all to the sweet sounds of mr travis tritt and it's a great day to be alive. you gotta rub your hands together otherwise it won't work i, I refuse <laughs> you want to kick us off I, I guess I could. Yeah. Um, so I did a live cool sculpting demo yesterday at Artemedica for everyone to literally come and see. And as soon as they took the cups off to expose me, one of our bosses, <laughs> Kevin, walks in <laughs> and says, hey, everybody. <laughs> and it's a great day to be alive. It was embarrassing. Oh, Kevin. On the way home from Artemedica, my girlfriend wasn't answering the phone because she was supposed to pick me up and give me a ride. Called her three times. She didn't answer. And so I walked all the way home in the pouring rain. (laughs) She feels horrible about it. Trouble in paradise. She feels horrible about it, but I asked her if I could tease her about it. I bet she doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Uh, so I, (laughs) I may have made one of our coworkers across the hall cry. I made fun of him and now he's mad at me. (laughs) It was the, oh, you're going to call your mommy for me. (laughs) Okay. I waited. I waited till he left the room to say that. (laughs) Well, speaking of mean things from coworkers at work, I got told that I look very old and I look quote unquote awful for my age. And it's a great day to be alive. I feel like that's a misquote. A little bit. <laughs> I might have added a few words in there. Well, I think okay, I'm gonna try to remember exactly what he said. Well, you don't have to. He goes, Oh, you're twenty five? You look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly what he said. You look fine. All right. My friend is coming into town tomorrow, and I have yet to clean my apartment, and I have no food. And it's a great day to be alive. Guess we'll just starve. (laughs) (laughs) We'll starve and be dusty. Uh, So I got a new couch this week, which is very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. But I had to completely demolish my old couch to throw it away at the dump. And when I was kicking the couch leg off, it ripped off and I hit my toe on it and I actually oh, no. dislocated my toe. Ew. And it's a great day to be alive. <laughs> Crooked toe Tanner. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9.